0: Everybody and welcome back to Active Quest episode forty-five. I'm back from the dead, and my name is Joseph Yaden. Uh, joining me today is the lovely Mr. Chris Penwell. Hello, Chris. Who are you
1: guys? I, I don't remember you guys. I just want to say, Chris, you did an <laughs> awesome
0: job last week. It was a last-minute thing. Chris was, or I'm sorry, Josh was very sick. I was busy as hell and felt like I was dying. So <laughs> I appreciate you holding down the fort here and you did an awesome job and thank you um to Vaughn for stopping by as well
2: yeah we had a really cool guest like that was that was that was a you know, really cool last minute guest yeah
0: and you know I was thinking we don't need to be out to have him on the show like we could we should just have him on again like just anyway yeah so yeah we should get a hold of him and um for he those... could be
2: our former informer or yeah. our Gary Whitta type yeah exactly you know, uh, like a uh, regular host kind of or guest or whatever
0: yeah and for those who don't know he he's one of the hosts over at uh, the Indian incursion so please give them a listen if you're into that sort of thing um and that other voice you're hearing of course is mr josh nichols like uh you were you sounded like shit last week so yeah dude too. i had
2: strep i had the flu i had a fever it was awful
0: and you're feeling better now though right
2: yeah, I feel a lot better. It was actually really cool when I went to the doctor, because I was like, hey, I'm here because I feel like shit. I need to know. I think I need antibiotics. Not sure. I just feel like crap. Huh. And then, like, if it, it was really, like, vindic, like, I felt really vindicated because she was like, well, you f-, she, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but she basically was like, well, you feel like shit because you have strep and the flu and a fever. And I was like, okay, well, that makes <laughs> me feel like I'm not, I'm at least not king baby.
3: Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah.
2: <laughs> that's so funny have um, you gone to the doctor before though and they're like i don't know why you're complaining yeah you're, you're like fine. why are
0: you here wasting my time you're like no i promise i'm sick <laughs> yeah <laughs> see that's me i'm a baby if i even remotely have a tickle in my throat i'm i'm down for the count i'm out so yeah mm-hmm. you, you probably handled that better than i would um okay so this is gonna be uh, well there's a lot to talk about but it's a lot of smaller stuff like um Today, the day we're recording this, which is November 1st, happy November, everybody, um, is uh, BlizzCon. And so there's a few announcements I wanted to get through for that. Um, some other EA stuff was going on as well. They had a, a financial report that they, they had some stuff to talk about with their you know remasters and Battlefield and Apex and all that. Um, The review embargo for Death Stranding lifted today, and so all the outlets that got early copies had their reviews ready, and it's been... It's just been really interesting. Chris. Shut up, Chris. It's been really interesting to see, like, just how polarizing this game is, you know? Because on... On on one hand, a lot of people are you know saying how boring they think it is, and on the other hand, a lot of people are saying you know how important they think this game is and how awesome it is that you know it's so different. So we'll. Get I into think that. at the very
2: least, it's an important game. Yeah, yeah. You and know, I mean, like it, it's it's exciting to see a new Kojima game, and I've never played a Kojima game. I'm just going to say it really quick, but I recognize, and I'm not against it. I just haven't. Right. But like, he's he's an important person, and so this is a, this is a monumental kind of milestone game because it's his first game outside konami so for better or worse this is a kojima game and we can see how he is without you know really any major you know outside influence like this is just him so right. that's exciting
0: yeah um and then <laughs> we've been following this game since its release uh this bloodstained switch patch finally was released uh let's see five months later let's see what did it come out june <laughs> right july august september october november five months later this this patch came out so
1: it, we originally were gonna do a bloodstained review when the switch update comes out came out yeah but, but it's been it's been five months, five months. so yeah, we not might gonna, not be doing that now although i will say and
0: i you know I, I i i'm sorry to keep harping on this but despite the issues that's a very very good video game i just say play it on a different console so that um and then which is
2: a bummer because if that game's performance and if this if this up if this patch if it really does help then that would be the best place to play it if it plays well because i mean how cool a, like a brand new castlevania game you know portable
1: right and that's where it sold the best as well on yeah. the switch so oh, yeah that. it's a bit
0: of a bummer So yeah we'll, yeah. we'll get into that um and then uh, we've got a uh, at least one listener question to get to i think maybe Maybe more? Vaughan sent it. And, okay. <laughs> um, and then, Chris, you've been playing Outer Worlds, so I'm excited yes, to hear your thoughts game. on that. I've, yeah. I've heard a lot of good things about that. It's supposed to be really good. Um, mm-hmm. We got codes for the... Okay, what's the official name of this package? The Disney... Oh, God. What is it? it the Aladdin and Lion King. The, the, the you know, old sort of I'm looking right now. It's called the, Disney
2: what, Classic Games Aladdin and Lion King. What a bad name. Or Aladdin and the Lion King. That's just, it's just called Disney Classic Games. Okay. Aladdin, Aladdin and the Lion, and King,
0: Lion yeah. King. Okay. So anyhow, we got codes for that and so uh, Chris will be giving his thoughts. Um, Josh, you've been playing Stella? I don't even I've never even Yeah, heard.
2: we received a review code for for that. It's um, and I've got my review notes to kind of briefly give my impressions on. It's uh, kind of like a limbo and inside?
0: Oh, wow. Okay, I really like those games, so that's cool. Um, I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty: Modern Warfare. Uh, so uh, Wesley LeBlanc and I covered the the walkthrough or the wiki um, on IGN. So I did all of the single player stuff and the Spec Ops mode, which is a fucking nightmare. Let me just start off by saying that. Yes, um, it is. I've tried it oh like briefly. This is it's tough. It, wow, dude, it it's like broken. Honestly, like I'm no, not. Those excited.
1: checkpoints are nuts. There's, There's no checkpoints there are no actually. Checkpoints. Yeah. There's so, no
0: checkpoints. So, anyhow, what? we'll talk about that. I've been playing Luigi's Mansion 3, which, man, I just can't believe we live in a world where we get games like that. Because, you know, I as much as I love Call of Duty and all these games that we typically, you know, that are sort of familiar to us, and then you get something like Luigi's Mansion, and it's just so weird and different. So, we'll it's, discuss that. It's the that. best time to be a gamer, yeah, honestly. Really. It really um, is. It's also great that Nintendo did
2: sequels, not only first on the 3DS, of course, in 2013. Thir- f- and then now, like, yeah. I mean, yeah like the i mean the, the, the what 2001 i think for the first one yeah and then 2013 for the second one and then 20 i mean like what a what a what a time gap right the, the fact they still stuck with it's great
1: yeah i can hear i can hear some something i can hear something in the distance what,
0: what, what's, oh, that? what's that what's
1: that oh oh it's it, 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 internal screaming from f-zero fans no okay
0: <laughs> oh, i thought you were saying Lacroix. i just opened mine
1: oh okay no
0: worries <laughs> He I, thought it was
2: F-Zero fans screaming, but it was just LaCroix. It sounds a lot like LaCroix. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Very similar. <laughs> um, and then I've been playing some Witcher 3, or The Switcher, I guess is what we're unofficially the Switcher, I love yeah, that. That's great. Calling it. So, yeah. Um, it's definitely more Witcher, but man, how cool is it to play that on a, on a handheld? So we'll, we'll talk about that too. Um, Before we get started with the news here, um, I just wanted to check in with you, Chris. How's The Switch treating you? Is everything going well? I
1: Yeah, I love The Switch. It's going well. Um... I might be getting a grip for my birthday oh. so uh, I'll be pl- be able to play uh, first person shooter games with more accuracy I think but cool. um, I I'm really enjoying the system and I, I love the portability of it like yeah it- it's amazing
2: do you have I a- actually got a grip for my switch because Andy Cortez from Kind of Funny tweeted one time like my switch is finally portable because I got a grip oh, wow. and he was talking about the issues he was having and I was like, oh my god, that was kind of my complaint was I didn't feel like I had a much, you know, good grip on it, good control, etc. And when I got a grip, it, it was life-changing. Like, anybody who doesn't have a grip and they think it's silly to get one, no, like, try it. It's
0: it's life-changing. So so, which brand do you recommend for that? Do you know? Do you know what brand you have? Um, let me... If you don't know, it it's really okay. Cool. I just... I, I, I would consider getting one, but I just don't know... I don't know what brand to get. And I feel like my issue with this with the switch portably isn't really that i i don't know it i think it's just too heavy here's the one i have and i can link it our show notes the one i have is 12 dollars on amazon
2: and it just says nintendo switch grip stand pack and it comes with a cleaning cloth and um basically um what's cool about it is um it adds um i hate to use just 360 as an example but i think it's the easiest way to explain it you know how the 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 edges um um, the controller kind of jutted out a little bit on uh, the 360 controller yeah yeah it it puts those to the right and left of the system and so then you're holding it next to where your thumbs need to go and so it's like easier to play um this is a really weird analogy but here's how I would explain it um it's like playing a saxophone without a neck strap and then playing it with a neck strap you can focus less <laughs> yeah. on holding it and 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 more on playing it and another cool thing too is it holds the system up so you can also just set it up right and then use a pro controller too it's kind of neat Oh,
0: okay so it, there's also this uh interesting like it's like an easel that you can set your switch on because the the uh kickstand is so flimsy you know so i think if you sort of get these third-party accessories you can make the switch from a great system to an like amazing system with, mm-hmm. with just a couple accessories so yeah that's good to know um, so uh Chris I guess had to just what <laughs> I think he just let his parents in, so maybe we'll we'll wait a second here for him. But other than that, Josh, um, have you been having a good week, uh, recovering from being sick and everything?
2: Yeah, the only downside was you know that sweet spot where you're like, I'm too sick to work, but I'm great at home?
0: Yeah. I didn't exactly. have that. Oh you didn't have so, that. So
2: like yeah, so I got to play some games, but it was like there was time plenty of times where I was like, I'm too tired to like do a game, I could do like Netflix <laughs> or go to sleep, but I can't like, yeah.
0: Yeah, so that's that's how you know you're really sick when you're too sick to play video games like that's a nightmare that's like you're in bad shape because i remember i think one time in high school i stayed home and at first i was like oh man i can stay home and play video games but then i'm like oh no wait i'm actually legitimately sick yeah like
2: i'm like super sick no i'm just gonna lay home yeah and i just wanted to
0: sleep yeah so
2: like i still haven't finished i mean i'll talk about it but i still haven't finished medieval and like if i wasn't sick i would have finished that by now oh my god that
0: game that game's so short yeah huh okay well i guess yeah fair enough you've been sick um chris you're back so why yeah no nah, you're
1: just you're just slackers guys you just want me to do all the work right okay
0: yeah fair <laughs> enough <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding I, i'm just kidding jesus i basically beat the the modern warfare campaign in like one ish sittings so i it was like like a little over it was two sittings i guess but it was like one like one hour sitting and then the re- i just beat the rest in like the next day so okay enough about all that why don't we jump into some news you guys Let me take a drink of my Lacroix here. Mmm, that is spicy. Yeah, my stomach's kind of on fire, Kennedy, and I just went to a restaurant called Maiz, which is Spanish for uh, corn. And it's this like Venezuelan restaurant, and they have these uh, tequeños. I don't know if you know what what that is, but it's like a cheese-filled dough stick, I guess. I don't know. That sounds great. It's incredible. It's amazing what you can accomplish with cheese and bread and butter. It's like that's all you need in life. But anyway, I I dipped it in this hot sauce and my stomach's on fire, and then I just drank LaCroix, and my stomach feels like it's even more on fire. So hopefully (laughs) I don't explode here. Um Okay, so as I mentioned at the top of the show, today is day one of BlizzCon. Tomorrow's the second and final day. Um, And, you know, a lot of that stuff is PC-oriented, which I just, I am not too educated with, and it's not really my cup of tea, but... There were a few console announcements here. So the first one was uh, Diablo 4 got announced and a lot of this stuff we already knew about beforehand. It was leaked. But um, Diablo 4 looks really interesting. There were these two trailers they put out. One was like a gameplay trailer. I think it was only about three minutes long. But then they put out this cinematic trailer and it looked live action. I'm pretty sure it was live action. And it was like nine minutes long and it was crazy. It looked like I don't even know man like lord of the rings but just like super violent and just you know with a diablo aesthetic really cool so apparently this game is supposed to be more geared towards like the older fans and it's supposed to be a lot darker and more brutal i don't really know what that means i've only played diablo 3 so i don't know but anyhow um did you guys see the announcement for that
2: yeah it looks it looks neat i'm not like super invested in diablo like i think it's cool it's yeah. just, you know, we only have so much time and I haven't played a lot of it, but it looks good. Um, I agree with you in that. I think it looks like it's probably geared more towards the older fans, which I think is probably good because, man, the first like two years Diablo 3 was out. All I heard was people bitching at work about how upset they were for some oh, reason. Yeah, I think Diablo I... 3 is fine, but.
0: Yeah, yeah that's so true. I mean, that's,
2: that's good that they're looking at, you know, making more fans happy. That's that's good.
0: Yeah. um So there was another report and this actually didn't come to fruition today which is surprising that um diablo 2 remastered would be coming out i was so sure we were going to see that today and then nothing happened with that so i don't wasn't
2: know wasn't that didn't they, they announced that for mobile so you were saying that they were going to announce it like a release date no i don't no 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 I, you're,
0: you're thinking Cause they announced
2: of, the diablo 2 remake like last year for
0: mobile it just hasn't come out yet right Oh, I don't think so. No, is
2: that
1: no, That's Diablo Eternal. You of you're or thinking
0: Immortal. Immortal. immortal Diablo immortal. immortal.
2: Oh, is that like a new Diablo game? Mhm. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's the one that Diablo, everybody got
0: really mad about and like
2: Blizzard said, "Don't oh, you guys have phones, right?" Yeah, guys... that
0: that guy he he became a meme basically when he was like, "Is this an out of season April Fools', Fool's joke or something, you know?" Yeah. So, so Diablo for no release date coming out PC, Xbox One and PS4. Um, the other big announcement, and Chris, this is for you uh, Overwatch 2 got announced. So, <laughs> so that's awesome. Chris, why don't you give your thoughts on Overwatch 2? Because I haven't really been following the story a whole lot.
1: So, yeah, uh, Overwatch 2 is super exciting to me. Uh, they've given it a new look, there's a new UI, there's new characters. But the biggest thing is the focus on story, which I've been craving for a very long time. Like, the lore itself is super interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the different locations of the world, and um, the characters are, are super likable, even though uh, we don't know too much about them, right, other than the comics and um, all sorts of things like that. We, we've, we actually talked about that, uh, well, I talked about that with Vaughn uh, last week, you no know, like the lack of story is a big shame uh for this kind of universe and the world so I, I I like that there's proper cut scenes there's interesting stuff happening um it seems like in in overwatch the first overwatch there were like strike missions or something like that where like but it felt very um generic bland and it it didn't feel like there was a lot of detail to the story missions so having these missions be a bit more in depth and from seemingly from the trailer and having proper voice lines and um cutscenes within it it's, it's super interesting to me I, I can't wait to play it um one thing that's weird though is that uh if you already have Overwatch You'll have the new maps from Overwatch 2, and I believe the new characters as well. So that's kind of interesting. That's you know that the Overwatch 2 is going to be an upgrade, but it's, it might be an upgrade for everyone uh, except for like uh, the story missions and stuff like
0: that. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work. Um, I haven't, like I said, I haven't really followed too much or followed the story too much. But from what I understand, players who have Overwatch 1 will be able to play with those who have overwatch 2 so i mean that sounds cool in premise but in my mind it's just like well then why get overwatch 2 like what's the what's the draw to it and i guess it would be the story stuff but if that's it i don't know that that's enough to get the competitive people on board. my other
2: concern too is it could potentially and maybe maybe not but i'm just saying potentially it could hold back overwatch 2 because it, it can't do too much of a jump in technology and they can't update it too much because it needs to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's, it needs to work with one. That's a good
0: point.
1: But it won't work with one. That's the thing. They're, they're both going to work separately, right? Um, Overwatch 1 will still be updated and Overwatch 2 will be updated as well. So uh, mm-hmm. I think they're trying to cater to both audiences.
0: Right. Yeah, so um, the other interesting Tidbit is that it's actually coming to Switch, which to yes. me is really interesting because the um, first Overwatch Switch port was not very well received. Like a lot of people were, I don't know, I don't. I mean, I watched Digital
2: Foundry's video on it and was like, I'm not getting this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like it just, it just, it just, it uh, doesn't look like it was ready to be released like it looks like it almost plays looks like it's unfinished you know right
0: and so i don't i don't mean
2: graphic like textures i mean like (laughs) stuff like pop-up and frame rate issues you know
0: yeah and and what's interesting about it is that you know it's a it's a multiplayer game so you basically have to be you know tethered to wi-fi when you play it Mm -hmm. and so at that point you might as well just play the console version right like Mm -hmm. there's no i mean it's not like you can play it while you're on the bus or whatever you know like so yeah, that's just kind of a weird game, like a weird choice for it to come out. But yeah, Overwatch 2 coming out. Now, maybe it'll
2: play really good on the Switch, like the second one, because they're making it with the Switch in mind. That's
0: Yeah, that's a, a good point. Yeah, maybe so that's fair. Maybe this one will be the one you want to get because it's like built from the ground up uh, with Switch intended to be the the, you know, uh, released on the yeah. Switch right away. So yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Um, so we didn't get a release date for that either i don't think right chris i think
1: it's 2020 because they yeah. did mention ps4 pc switch and xbox one right so i,
2: right. Think, I
0: think i don't it's not think that they're far ready off. to
1: announce
2: these games yet and i think it's because of the next thing that Joseph i have about.
1: to disagree because it, it seems very in-depth um they released a nine minute cinematic is it called zero hour uh, which kind of shows the concept of the game of like okay, Overwatch is back after many years of being defunct, right? So, mm. well, uh, and it was very elaborate. The the um, CG looked better than it has previously, and like it just made me super excited uh, for the game's concept. Um, and then they had a three minute gameplay trailer as well. So yeah, it seems like it's far along, um, but uh, maybe. Diablo 4 was kind of pushed forward,
0: perhaps? Yeah. But well, that also that had, also had an, a nine-minute trailer. Yeah. So, oh, wow, okay. So I, don't so I know. guess
1: this was planned far, far in advance, maybe. Yeah, so um,
0: uh, what, what Chris and Josh are referring to here, um, I mean, I'm sure you guys have heard this, but the whole controversy with uh, Blizzard and its response to the Hong Kong protests. So for those who don't know, there was a Hearthstone player, uh, Blitch Chung, I think is how you say his name. That's his, like, screen name. Um, who was on a stream for some competition and he basically said something to the effect that he was in support of the Hong Kong protests. And because of that, Blizzard, um, you know, uh, suspended him and took away his prize money and all this stuff. And they, they kind of got a lot of flack for that and understandably so. I mean, I just, I don't know that that warranted the, the response from Blizzard, right? So anyway... Uh, there's a lot of controversy and it even I covered this story on PlayStation Lifestyle about how like uh, like U, United States politicians wrote a letter to Bobby Kotick the the CEO of Activision Blizzard basically saying that they urged them to reconsider their stance on it like it was a big deal so
3: yeah well,
2: there were yeah there were like a lot of political ramifications right. from it too like it went, it went beyond games like NPR was
0: talking about it, it was yeah it got big you're right so um, with that in mind, today during the uh, keynote presentation at BlizzCon, uh, the president of Blizzard, uh, Jay Allen Brack, came out and he issued a statement. And I'm actually I'm gonna read the whole thing here because it's pretty interesting. Um, it reads, quote. We moved too quickly in our decision, and then, to make matters worse, we were too slow to talk with all of you, Brack said. Um, we didn't live up to the high standards we set for ourselves. We failed in our purpose. And then he continues, I am, uh, I am sorry and I accept accountability. What exactly is our purpose? BlizzCon is demonstrating it as we speak. We aspire to bring the world together in epic entertainment. I truly believe in the positive power of video games. When we get it right, we create a common ground where the community comes together to compete, connect, and play, irrespective of the things that divide us. BlizzCon has people from 59 countries all over the world at the show today. That is amazing that is the positive power of video games to transcend divisions around us. We will do better going forward, but our actions are going to matter more than any of these words. As you walk around this weekend, I hope it's clear how committed we are to expressing them. Or sorry, how committed we are to people expressing themselves. We've seen many of you expressing yourselves this morning. Oh, and that's in reference to the protesters outside of the convention center. Um, today, you're going to see a lot of the hard work of the Blizzard team. I am personally so proud of what we are building, and I hope you love it too. Thank you for joining us. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's a very PR-heavy statement, but at yeah, least yeah, there's a are... lot of
1: bollocks in that. Yeah, but at
0: I least... think that the
2: majority of the, of the of the bad, honestly, this is this is just my theory. I have nothing to back this up. I think a lot of the bad stuff with how Hong Kong was handed was Activision, and I think Blizzard probably fought to try to
0: I, yeah, address it. It's as interesting. Much as yeah, I I don't. <laughs> so I'm with you I that there isn't really like proof of that but I I agree with you. Um I feel like uh, I feel like Blizzard is a lot more I don't know what down to earth. That's not really a great way to say it, but but it,
2: they they've always like acted like a smaller developer that right. which is big. Yeah, like yeah, they've yeah. always seen they really care and love their fans.
0: Right. And so Activision on the other hand is I feel like a company who would maybe make a m- more business oriented decision like this because the whole thing about it is uh the video game industry does a lot of business with China, right? And so, they they didn't want uh, that to get in the way of the of their business relationships over there. And so that's why they made that decision. They didn't want it affecting them monetarily. Which... I mean,
2: Activision's even made like separate a separate version of Call of Duty just for China.
0: Interesting, I didn't know that.
2: Like not 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 its own not like Call of Duty Modern Warfare China edition, but like I think <laughs> it's just called Call of Duty. You know, like it's a it's not a, it's not, it's not a reworked port. Like, it's not like, I don't think it has a campaign. I think it's just multiplayer. Oh. I don't remember, but I'm saying like, yeah, they want this money. They chase this money. Right. That's what they want. So, it, it, to Activision, yeah, money is just more important. Whereas I, 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 I think you're right. I think Blizzard's a more human company. Yeah. You know?
0: I mean, again, there's not. I don't know that there's a way that we will know unless Jason Schreier goes in there and you know does. What, <laughs> if does, anybody find out, yeah, he does end. what he does best. But but anyway, and it doesn't I guess ultimately matter. But the point is, they issued that apology I guess if you can call it that today. But what's interesting is they didn't really like talk about the 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 player himself, that Blitzchung Chung person. Um, and to me, that's kind of. I don't know. It, it it seems to. It almost seems like the apology was not as genuine as it could have been. Maybe because I feel maybe like maybe
2: the apology was compromised. Maybe they weren't supposed to.
0: I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It you just, know, maybe
2: Activision were not sure you could say something, but don't. Da, 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 yeah, don't you know? talk. Don't
0: yeah, it could be. Um, I can't remember what happened, but it, with the with the Trunk player, I think they like ended up reversing a lot of the actions, but they're still. I think he might still be suspended, or... He just got re- signed by a different team, too. Oh, was that it? Okay. Yeah. But anyway... That... I don't know if
2: he's still, like, you know, banned in the meantime, but I mean, like, another team picked him up, because... Oh, I see. You know? Yeah, they... they, they I forgot the exact statement, but they, it was a statement of support they gave. Like, they were they were in support of what he did, and he's a good player, and they, you know, welcomed him aboard the team. Sure. But, yeah, they gave his prize money back, and I think they, That's like... That's what it is, ...cut yeah. his suspension in half. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like so that. they still went through with the suspension, but yeah, I think you're right. I think they lowered the time, which still is silly. I I covered that story today actually, and uh, <laughs> they said something to the effect that like what he said during the stream, the 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 Blitzchung player, was like in violation of the rules. I guess of streaming. I think they've I, got I a
2: rule where it's like they're not allowed to like talk about like like I think I think the rule is more general. Like you know, um, I. I probably something more along the lines of like no politics or i mean, i don't know something like that yeah. but it's one of those rules that they don't usually enforce and then all of a sudden this one they did right. and they they enforce it a lot
0: yeah 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 so it's just kind of a so, weird thing yeah. um anyway um chris uh, i wanted to get your thoughts on this apology and sort of how you think that ties in with all these announcements and blizzcon today and the protests
1: um i honestly feel like that whole diversity comment and you could see in our games and blizzcon is complete bullshit um, <laughs> Yeah. It, like honestly if you believed in like your games and you know the message they're trying to bring do, do what your message <laughs> do, do what you say basically right like, sure. like the, the blitz chung he didn't get his money back he wasn't um you know his ban wasn't lifted You know, oh, i think like, he
0: did get his money
2: back yeah, I think he did. He did get his money back, yeah, but but yeah, okay. he got the money back, but his his suspension was only cut in half. He was still suspended.
1: He's still suspended, right? Yeah. So um yeah, that's that's a bad move on their part, I believe. Um but I don't know. Uh, it's a, it's a start, I guess. Yeah. Uh it's just something that has to be remedied over Uh, months or years to come right it's 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 something they have to figure out as a company and you can't really do that immediately so it's a bit of not good situation for blizzcon and blizzard um but you know like the, the, this is something they've done in their own making, right? Yeah, they, it's a they little... They've got to sort it out.
0: I just... I, again, I just don't know how much of it is on them, how much is Activision. For all we know, it could be all Blizzard. Who knows? I don't... It's just a... It's
2: just, just such a weird too, thing. Before we move on, to, I thought i just, like... I got an article here that says what, you know, like, what, what happened. Uh, it's suspended Kong Kong Hearthstone player Blitzchung signed to Pro Team. Uh, the eSports e- team said it values character integrity as much as skill. This is by Nicole Carpenter at Polygon. And then in this article... It says Chung was suspended from Hearthstone esports in early October after he used his winner's interview on stream to support pro-democracy protests in Hong Kong. And then it, right here, initially Blizzard banned Chung from professional play for a year and revoked his prize winnings. Later, the developer reduced the suspension to six months and handed back the prize money. Nice. I just wanted to mention that since we didn't were you know one hundred percent sure. Yeah,
0: thank okay. you. So Great. yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, my the thing I'm kind of curious about is. If these announcements today, which, you know, I think we've made it pretty clear that none of us... Well, I guess, Chris, you, you're, you like Overwatch a lot. But aside from that, like, we're not really huge Blizzard fans, right? So I, I'm wondering if these announcements today will sort of smooth things over with the community uh, after all of the negative press they've gotten. I, I don't know that it will, but I, I just want to see, like, the tweets and, you know, all the announcements and or mm-hmm. all the responses to the announcements and how that correlates to the controversy, so, I know a month or
2: two ago, people on Reddit were like, "I don't know what they're gonna do with the with, with BlizzCon." Like, yeah, tickets have been sold, but like, will they just cancel it? Will they revoke? You know what I mean? Like, there was a lot of, you know, people were wondering a lot of up in the air thoughts on like how Blizzard was gonna handle this. <clears> so it's at least nice <throat> to see how they handled it. Right N- now, we know. Um, I think
1: the damage has been done. You know, mm-hmm. um, and they're trying to remedy it, as I said before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, like I think there are gonna be repercussions. For this, you know, for example, uh, some people have said that they've cancelled their WoW subscription and they've been on mm-hmm. the service for like 15 years. Right? Oh, yeah, I've seen a lot of that. God, yeah. I've seen a lot and, of it. Yeah, Wild. and it's just not the same company as it was that long ago, probably because of Activision. Because it, I've always found that partnership very strange. Like mm-hmm. the company culture of both companies yeah, I are don't know how so that different. Works. Exactly. So it feels like Activision is starting to loom over the studio because they're you know they've run running out of their ips you know tony hawk's gone guitar hero's gone yeah like they're looking for new stuff and blizzard's probably a good uh kind of foundation for them to start building new ip because they just lost that um they just lost destiny as well right so they're like oh shit oh shit we need something oh yeah that's a good
0: point yeah activision doesn't have a whole lot other than call of duty and uh, I don't know. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I don't know. Crash yeah, Bandicoot. It. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> Chris, I want to st-
2: Thank you too for saying do what you do what you say because I'm not um incredibly familiar with Overwatch from a gameplay standpoint, but I mean I'm I'm like half familiar with the lore and the characters and the, the those videos I've always liked that stuff, you know. And these 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 characters and these stories are like, you know, stories and and characters that are like uh, woven into like triumph and 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 standing up for yourself and it's okay to be gay, it's okay to be lesbian, it's okay to be, mm. you know, a different different from what everybody says you need to be. And these, these stories are like empowering stories. So yeah, that I, was the biggest thing that bothered me besides obviously what's happening in, in Hong Kong as well. And that's sp-
1: why it's so strange. That's why it's so strange, because it's Blizzard is one of the most, if not the most, um, accepting of different cultures or different exactly. uh, genders, right? So it,
0: that's the reason why it just it completely huge news this with year, because it's just, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, next story here. Um, this is just a, just a quick little review roundup here. We've got an article, this is from Games Radar by Ben Tyrer, I guess is how you say his name. Um, so, my most anticipated game, Death Stranding, uh the embargo lifted today november 1st and all the review outlets have been putting out their reviews so i'm gonna go down here and just sort of read the the like which uh outlet it is and then what their score is so push square gave it a 10 out of 10 they uh, they cover playstation exclusively um egm gave it five out of five six axis gave it 10 out of 10 Gamespot nine out of ten Eurogamer said recommended. Uh, Kotaku and Polygon's are unscored, but Polygon
2: if- uh, had had mixed things to say about. It. I read their review. Yeah, they they said that the the, the parts they didn't like that were, that were like that were, were usually like pacing and like just stuff that wasn't interesting story wise, but they did love like the world, the universe, etc. <laughs> and yeah. I remember they didn't like the dialogue. They said Kojima's dialogue usually lands better. They said I don't know. But I just wanted to throw that out there. I read that I read that review and it was definitely it felt like a seven. you know what I mean? it felt like kind of like there's a lot of good here, but it's held back a bit.
0: Yeah. Um, and then here, let's keep going. The Guardian gave it. Uh, 4 out of 5 Destructoid 8 out of 10 Game Informer 7 out of 10 US Gamer 3.5 out of 5 IGN gave it a 6.8 out of 10 Whoa Uh, VGC I think it's that's Video Game Chronicles gave it a 3 out of 5 and VG247 gave it a 3 out of 5 among other outlets Uh, PlayStation Lifestyle gave it a 9.5 out of 10 so sort of reviews all over the place which Mm -hmm. is interesting because typically that doesn't happen very often like generally speaking uh yeah I, it's
2: usually like like between seven and nine everywhere or yeah. it's usually within a number or two you exactly
0: know? It, it almost kind of reminds me of um uh oh god why am i blanking the zombie game this year the playstation exclusive what the fuck's the name uh, days gone days gone jesus i don't know why i blanked on that i write for a playstation well it's website. a freaker game yeah it's <laughs> sorry right. the freaker game um kind of <laughs> like that where like you know it was very polarizing and you know GameSpot gave it like a five but another outlet you know we, I think PlayStation Lifestyle gave it a 9 out of 10 or something. So all over the place. Um, so the thing I wanted to just run by, you guys, uh, what are your thoughts on Death Stranding now that the reviews have come out? Um, I am
2: more interested after reading a Polygon's article than I was. Interesting. Because to me it sounded neat, but I just didn't necessarily know how it would work. So, that was, that was how I felt the whole time, was that looks neat, but how will it work? And, you know, how will it function? Right. Um, so, reading about how everything kind of connects and meshes together, I was more interested in, it because right off the bat, the concept is, is interesting enough. I mean, even just that first trailer where we didn't learn anything, that looked interesting enough where, okay, I'm listening, I'm watching, you know what I mean? Like, what else? How is this going to work? So, learning how it connects made me more unrested. And um I know I said it was it felt like a 7 out of 10 review but like it still made me go okay this is how this game works this this sounds neat um I'm not going to say anything about it because I don't want to spoil anybody trying to go in blind but just the setting the characters and the story and how it connected and everything that uh is what is selling me on the game and those things are the positives I'm seeing in the reviews that I'm I've read so far for the most part yeah. is despite the issues that they had with it this is a cool fucking setting and these are cool characters kind of thing you know so I, i'm more unrested i've got another selling point for you both what's that conan o'brien has made cameos in three games and that's it ready halo 4 which was a fucking great game i'm just yeah, gonna say that Halo Four that was, was
0: awesome
2: lego batman 3 beyond Gotham. he played himself but he was in it good and game. this game So if we're going off the Conan O'Brien cameo scale, this game's going to be great. (laughs) Because he's only in good games. Oh my god,
0: I love that. Um, So we'll see how it shakes out. I didn't get an early copy or anything, so I have to get mine on launch day, like the rest of you peasants. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) If we
2: get a review copy, Chris has to review it. He has to. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: exactly. Like, Um, he has to play it. yeah. So, uh, that's about it for the news. Like I said, we're going to take a little break, and then we'll come back and answer Vaughn's questions, and then we will finish with what we've been playing. So, stick around, everybody. Okay, everybody, and we are back. Thank you for sticking with us here. Um, So, let's get to... It looks like we only have one listener question, and that's okay. Um, Let's see here. This is from Vaughn Hyde, who, you know, friend of the show. He was on last week. He asks... What has been your favorite moment of Active Quest? My personal favorite was when Joseph was asked to describe Fuck, Mary Kill and just said, Fuck, Mary Kill back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to, to <laughs> that was to uh, Christina, right? She was on the show and she was like, what's Fuck, Mary Kill? <laughs> I'm like, well, you fuck and then you marry and then you kill. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know. I'll have I to... like the
2: PG version, which is first favorite, second favorite. No, thank you.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Let's see. Favorite moment. Ah, uh, I do really like it when Chris makes weird voices. That kind of, that always, that always gets me. Like when we were playing Red Dead and he did his Arthur impersonation or Mario ha- Mario having sex with Peach impersonation. <laughs> oh no, I forgot
3: um, about that.
0: No. Let's see. Uh, I don't know. Anytime we talk about Sonic is usually pretty good um whenever chris does his impression of josh talking about uh game pass, game pass. it's it's, it's coming
1: up it's coming up this week yeah get ready for it was
0: really good <laughs> um i don't know I, I i don't know that i have a one favorite i mean I, I i think every week is really fun i don't not to be cheesy you know but hanging out with you guys and just shooting the shit is always really good so yeah, yeah that's it um what about you chris what do you think
1: uh for me i was gonna bring up like when i did the xbox game pass for the first time like when josh wasn't around on the podcast i was just making Um, fun of him that was good yeah um game pass game pass game pass i can't can't do it like you need to get xbox game pass um and also i would I say i would say the episode with chris Souza as well is great
0: oh that's a great episode yeah
3: yeah I, I, I love so... that episode yeah
0: yeah he and he's so smart and he's so informative and it's just really interesting to hear him talk about that stuff yeah yeah he's awesome man he's really nice guy yeah really nice guy um cool josh what about you
2: um i i like i just i don't know i like i like talking about video games and i like video games but it's also cool that i like getting to you know hang out with you guys too like it's nice that, like, when we're done recording, we're not like, oh, my God. I, I <laughs> hated that. You know what I mean? Like, it's nice that it's just, you know, it's, it's fun.
0: Yeah. So, but you don't have a specific moment in mind that you really... That my my you?
2: favorite moment is... I listen to it sometimes, okay? I've got it saved in my desktop. Oh, God. And it's when you, it's you're doing your <laughs> Luigi impression. Uh, <laughs> that's probably can my favorite. You, can you play it for everybody? Yeah, I'll play it right here. <laughs> okay. But yeah, it's great. Um, it's on my desktop, and it literally just says, "Where's it at?" It says <laughs> Joseph Luigi impression, and I'll double click on it and smile.
1: But,
0: uh, okay. I, I don't one. remember what this sounds like. So, so if you could, can can you play it so I can hear it? Or
2: yeah, I'll throw in our I'll throw in our chat. It'll it, okay. It's in our chat right now. Okay. Okay. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's good and it's great i wish that's what my phone did when i got a text
0: i don't even I remember do. that like i am not denying I think you that. were just talking about how excited you were for luigi's mansion oh was that okay out.
1: that it wasn't even so. during the episode was it <laughs> i don't even i don't remember that at
2: all i think we were just talking about how excited we were for luigi's mansion yeah. and then you were like oh man it's gonna be great and then you like did something
1: like I, i'll bring up a more recent one as well okay um when uh Joseph revealed that he likes principal porn. That was hilarious.
0: Oh yeah, that was a great. Yeah. Video oh my god, that's that great. That, that when I revealed that officially, when it was officially
3: confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> <Guys> <laughs> um,
0: oh, I like when
2: Chris um, loudly and obnoxiously um, yawns about not liking a game. <laughs> oh yeah, bonus points when you're over there like, fuck you, Chris. Oh, i, I like this game.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. When, when like with Death Stranding and all these yeah. games, he does like When you.
2: we when we first start talking about Days Gone. Oh yeah. <laughs> Chris started yawning And you went Chris oh,
1: Chris shut up Like, <laughs> you. like you were just like I'm excited for that game Okay yeah. I have had a copy For about a week I have not played it yet Yeah,
0: yeah You know I okay. while,
1: while, while that's popping up I just want to say Really quick I, I wish
2: people Wouldn't be so it's, it's fun to predict Metacritic scores And stuff And sure I like to look And see what people think But I think the I, th- I think we need to get away From the whole like Oh that game's a 7 Same. That game's an 80 It's trash mm-hmm. Like that doesn't mean anything in terms of its quality. I, I, I had so much fucking fun. Like, seriously, like, I think about it a couple times a month. Crackdown 3, I had so much fun with that game. That game was absolutely a 6 out of 10. But, like, I still had a blast playing it. Like, it was really fun. Yeah. Uh, Days Gone, I played a couple hours of it. I'm going to go back to it eventually just because I'm, I'm busy. But that game was fun. It was just zombie Far Cry with, like, some Last of Us, you know, like, drizzled on it. It was great. It was fun. Last of Us drizzled um, on it. <laughs> Yeah, but like, I mean, I would say that game is probably a 7 out of 10, but it's it's still a fun game. It's still worth your time. It's still worth playing. Yeah. So I don't know. I just hate all the negativity and stuff revolving around review scores. The only thing worse than that is when people attack journalists because they like or don't like a game. Or, that you know, they got paid Um, off,
0: you know, whatever. Oh, my God.
2: I was laughing when you said IGN (laughs) gave it a 6.8 because people always comment and go, how much money did EA give you this time or whatever? And so, like, what are (laughs) they going to say to this?
0: Right um okay so that's it for questions and that means we are ready to talk about what we've been playing so um i have a lot to say about call of duty so why don't we save that for the end if that's okay with you guys yeah um you both have been playing outer worlds right yes okay uh with this little subscription service called game pass i don't know if you guys yeah i
1: I love xbox game pass especially on pc (laughs) uh yeah it's it's been great to play a new game like the All worlds um you know straight away it's great <laughs> straight
0: straight away yeah <laughs> straight away um okay, right on my so- system <laughs> why don't you guys? God, why don't you guys talk a little bit about Outer Worlds? Um, I have not played this. I uh, like. I don't know if I mentioned this on the show or not, but I'm waiting for the Switch version just because I don't have time right now, mm-hmm. and it's starting to die down at work when it's the perfect time to play Switch games. So I'm gonna wait. I don't know when it's coming out on Switch. Next year. Next, Next year. year yeah. they, okay. they just
1: confirmed it. I think okay.
2: you're gonna like how the checkpoint, the 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 quest system works because it does what I wish every RPG did it will consistently tell you as you complete steps in a quest. Oh, I do like that. It'll update your little journal. Yes. So, like, and it, it will say, like, okay, now the next thing you need to go do is go take this key or whatever to this guy. So when you boot it back up, you're not like, wait, I don't know where I'm at in this that's quest. That's awesome.
0: So you, you don't have to it figure it out. It's very descriptive,
3: yeah. It, it has I'm game
0: that. journalist mode because that's what that is. <laughs> if you're a game <laughs> journalist, you play a shit ton of games and then you come back to one you haven't played in, you know, a couple of weeks and you have no idea how to play. So that's awesome.
2: Also, shout out to Pokemon uh, Red, uh, Fire Red, Leaf Green. Remember that it played like a video when you booted it back up.
0: Oh, dear. I don't remember that. It was really? like last
2: time, and it had like a little like <laughs> slideshow, and it showed like the last four things you did.
0: Oh, interesting. I wish
2: every game had that. Yeah, I did like, too. That was such a cool feature. But yeah,
0: why don't you guys talk a little bit about Outer Worlds? Uh, it's a new game by Chris. I played a few
1: hours, so I'm, you probably have more I'm hooked. Than me. Uh, I've played about ten hours uh, this week. Um, that's basically just my time after work that I just had, <laughs> had a, uh, my first full-time work for a long time <laughs> so I've just been enjoying the outer worlds with it and uh, yeah it's, it's, it's fantastic I uh, I love <coughs> like I get bored lands feels from this game I don't know about you Josh but I, I've been really enjoying the game loop of like finding these quests and completing them meeting these characters and then uh, having Um, unconventional kind of like plots that revolve around the side quests and uh Mm. this game is shorter (laughs) i have looked um it's about totally fine with yeah i'm me too it's about 15 to 20 hours long and i wish other open world games take this into account or other rpgs because i feel like with, with a game like from ubisoft for example there's so much filler and the quests mean Nothing most of the mm-hmm, time, right? Mm-hmm. But every every single quest, so yeah, every single but quest in the outer worlds has something interesting to it. The characters are well written; they have some sort of punchline, or uh, and um, with every quest, almost you can make a decision uh, that will affect the the ending. Uh, for example, you can. Uh, Basically, yeah, you get different endings to your uh, to the way you, you uh, interact with the quest. So um, you can, for example, steal something <laughs> uh, uh, and then just take it by yourself without finishing the quest. <laughs> um, Interesting. You, or you can, uh, yeah, so th- there's, there's all sorts they of different... They account for everything too, yeah. so depending on how there's not
2: like there's two ways to complete this quest there's multiple ways to do it and they thought of everything so responses character interactions um the way the quest will actually go are dependent interactions even though that's not the focus point of the game i'm saying the game behaves like it should Mm -hmm. and
1: it reminds me of breath of the wild that like if you're like i wonder if i can do that you you can can, yeah you know exactly um there's even an article set uh, that has like i killed every npc in the game and this is what happened Oh my uh, god, yeah. you can do that? You can oh, do my... that.
0: Oh yeah, there was an article about that I, I remember that, yeah um, like, But so I, I just love
1: I love the freedom of this game and the, like it's kind of amazing how much interactivity is in this and how much you can find, because uh, depending on the characters you have, you have all sorts of different like conversations that could happen during the quest, so that offers replayability as well, so if you're I'm unhappy with the length of the game, don't worry, because you can replay it and see different scenarios occur because of the characters you have in your party.
0: And how's the moment-to-moment combat? It uh, feels
1: good. It, it feels good. Um, I'd say it feels best on the Fallout and Elder Scrolls games. Um, the shooting feels nice, and uh, the... I, I, I like the different variety of weapons that you have. Like for example, this is kind of a spoiler. Um, you have one weapon that's like a, uh, a shrink ray. Oh, so cool. that's kind of cool. It has like these different science weapons you can collect. And that's interesting
0: to me because stuff like that you stuff like that could break the game easily, but I'm assuming it doesn't, right? No, so, it doesn't. No.
1: Yeah. Um. And uh, you have like uh, like. It feels super easy, by the way. Like the difficulty to me, I, I played I it on normal. Yeah. Well, hold on, hold yeah. on. Yeah, there is,
2: there is, there is
1: a really, really hard difficulty. Yes, there is,
2: and it's it's the same difficulty type thing you could do in New Vegas, which is where like you have to sleep, you have to drink. I'm just, I just wanted to quickly throw out there, it can be harder if you really want. Yeah, to. exactly. And I, I think but it's yeah, been a bit too easy for
1: easy. me, um, and I've been able to plow through the game pretty quickly because of that. Uh, cool. I've only died, like, twice or something. So if you're looking for, like, a story-focused experience but don't want, like, a really hard game, then, you know, th- this might be for you as well. Uh, Yeah, so... It's funny, too. The dialogue's the, great. The dialogue is fantastic. Yeah, like, uh, I've laughed multiple times.
2: Yeah. has one of the best ingredients when it comes to a, a studio that make likes to make RPGs. They understand characters, and they understand... The way their characters should behave and talk and mm-hmm. act and they understand character motivation. So like even NPCs in this in this world feel, you know, like people and like
1: that really adds an important thing. It feels element like they've had a history for sure. Yeah. Um, and they interact with you in different ways. and not super generic. Like one like is super aggressive towards you and you like it gives you options to like <laughs> be super aggressive back. Uh, so you're trying to act like her, so you can um, g- give yourself kind of like uh, um, a semblance to her, right? So she can relate to you, you can relate to her back, right? So it's kind of it's kind of cool where it goes in in that retrospect um, and yeah, just the the character development in this game is amazing. Like uh, <laughs> one of my favorite get, uh, characters so far this year. Oh, what's her name? Shit should remember her name (laughs) laura bailey yeah that's her yeah yeah do you remember the character name
2: i can't remember the character name but i i I haven't gotten to her yet but like i hear everybody talking about how great she is which i mean she's always great in games i just mean you know how great she is in this
0: game yeah so that's awesome yeah i can't wait to play it i really want to get it on ps4 i just don't have like i'm not home often and when i am i I'm working or relaxing with the cats you're
2: gonna like playing this on switch uh, assuming that it's like a you know a good port like right. you know performance wise like frame rate which i don't see why it wouldn't be this game plays really really well it's really smooth um it works well so i don't i i, I have I'm, I'm playing an xbox one s i'm not playing an x or a ps4 pro um and it's really smooth so what, what i'm what i'm saying is i haven't had any performance issues on this so i think it'll be easy for the switch version not to because you know, they could just lower resolutions and textures. It'll probably be like, you know, Doom is on the Switch, you know, where, yeah, yeah, it looks reserved, but it it works.
0: And if they can get Witcher running on Switch, I (laughs) I feel like lots of studios don't have an excuse then.
2: No, and they put it all in that one cart, too.
1: And by playing the The PC version, I can see them doing it on Switch. Um, there's, uh... I, I haven't seen this in a pc game before but there's like a resolution setting where it has like a percentage by it so like if you in- decrease the resolution quality it improves the game's performance um uh. so that's really cool to see i've been using that <laughs> for my laptop because um for this game it's low end and it still runs pretty well so that's good because
2: like that's the first thing i want lowered as far as i want the game to play well like yeah that's fine lower the resolution keep the frame yeah. rate
0: yeah that's cool yeah that's great um, cool. So, Chris, um, why don't you talk to us about these two uh, Disney games that just came out? And again, remind me of the name Disney Collection. Disney. What? What is it? D- uh, D- Disney it Collection again. Aladdin um, and Lion King. I'm sorry. I, I just. I Disney can't... Classic Games Aladdin and Lion King. Okay, That's a weird
1: name. Disney Classic yeah. Games. Uh, so, this is a great port of these classic games. Uh, so, I-, I love how much uh thought and passion went into this project um it's it's quite cool actually because what you can do okay these games are notoriously challenging right and i, I couldn't imagine going through this game uh, <laughs> originally on its on their proper platforms uh but on here you can rewind at any point you can go back and then try it again so Uh, It's kind of like a VCR, where it goes rewind and fast forward. So you can do... That's the only
2: way I'd replay The Lion King 2. That game is bullshit. Yeah, (laughs) and... Like, it's fun, but it's bullshit. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. And uh, I was able to finish Aladdin because of that. And uh, I I did enjoy the platforming and the the game itself. I played more of Aladdin this week, by the way. Um, I, 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 I love the settings that it gives you, so you can do it with a pixel-perfect mode, which looks tiny, by the way, on the screen, so I wouldn't recommend it. I wish it was a little bigger. Um, uh, a normal f- 4x3 image on your screen, and it, yeah, and then you could do it, like yeah, a... Yeah, it maintains exactly
2: how it would yeah, look, as closely as possible. Exactly, and then you yeah, can do a
1: 16x9 makes... mm-hmm. widescreen image, uh, but I find a 4x3 is probably the best option because it gives you the best uh, quality um, and you can see it, <laughs> right? And they've got cool little backgrounds to like
2: fill. Yes, around too. that too. So, yes.
0: So let me ask you this: um, this collection here, it it it's got multiple games in it, though. Like yes. obviously, it's Aladdin and Lion King, but it's multiple versions, right? So this
1: which, is super cool. Yeah, because so, so you tell have, us about that. Yeah, so you have the Genesis version. Um, you have the um, Super Nintendo. Um, you have the Genesis and Super Nintendo versions of the Lion King. With Aladdin, you only have the Genesis version. Uh, uh, okay. Oh, wait, wait, no. With Aladdin, you have only have the Genesis version. And basically, um, they've reworked the uh, Aladdin um, to the point of like where they wanted the development to go if they had more time. Right? So that was really cool. So that's the Final Cut version that they have. And then they have the original that's, that's version. Like and then they included a trade demo of Aladdin as well in the game. So that's super I cool. I like that a lot too. That's really yeah. Cool. And uh, if you don't like a particular section of the game, you can just uh, have the gameplay itself, oh and you could just go through the whole thing and jump in at any point.
2: Oh, that's it's so like cool. a Luigi on um, what was it Mario oh. U that did that? No,
0: no... um. What was that? That no, uh, Nesbit uh, from uh, New Super Mario Bros. U. I think there's a character Nesbit. I think is what it's called.
1: Yeah, okay. I'll not
2: know.
0: And it's like super, super easy <laughs> mode that it just runs through it for you. I think mm-hmm. that's what that is. I correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah. Which
2: I mean, I, I'm happy about that because like if you're just like I want to play this game, but I don't like this part, then yeah, whatever, go ahead. Yeah. yeah, cool
1: And they went above and beyond with this collection as well. So it has like behind the scenes kind of like images of the production work of, for the game. Um, it has uh, the music and all sorts of different things attached to it, so it's a really nice package. Um, But to go back to the game itself, I I found it super challenging, but I I didn't like the devil design personally. I felt kind of all over the place, and I didn't really know where to go at points. Um, But at the same time, I I love the animation of the game, because they actually used proper hand-drawn stuff. Into the game itself, so they I, were able to uh, put it inside these classic kind of titles. Um, yeah, so overall, I, I really like this collection. You should check it out. Uh, I, I honestly think you should check out Aladdin more than The Lion King because I find that Lion King is a little confusing in terms of its um platforming, and it's just, it's yeah, yeah, like it's, it's very, yeah, yeah, it's very, yeah, yeah, it's super tough. And uh, the platforming is just ridiculously weird, and just, yeah, like, uh, the timing's just kind of off to me. So, yeah, like, I, I just recommend Aladdin over Lion King, and I think it might be worth it to you just to get, just to play Aladdin, um, with this collection and well, get it. Um,
2: Hopefully we get more of these. I would love yeah, to Yeah, that's what I Hercules. was thinking, too. Yeah.
1: Um, i like to see Hercules, or uh, yeah. the Toy Story games, or... Toy Story, for um, sure. Yeah, yeah. We see. yeah.
0: Um, okay, Josh, um, why don't you talk to us a little bit about what you've been playing, this uh, Stella game, and I know you've been dying to talk about Medieval, so oh, hit man. us with your yeah. thoughts.
2: Okay, so I'm actually open put up my review notebook that I write in when I review games and give impressions. Okay, so um, Stella, we received a review copy from Skybox Labs. Um, I'm not really going into story, because th- that's like the heart of the game, I, I think. Um, but to give you a quick rundown... Uh, it's like Limbo and Inside, like the comparison is just not, it, it, it's unavoidable. Like it's, it's like the same kind of uh, platformer where there's, um, and there's stuff happening and you're not sure what's going on and then like there's like, you know, sometimes stuff happening in the background and, you know, it's like, it's a 3D background but you're in a 2D plane. Right. So, um, yeah, um, I also want to do a quick shout out for the uh, load screen. It's really cool when you, uh, if you load your game, it's a slider. And it's like a slideshow for the starting points of the checkpoints. It's kind of cool because you can just go back to a specific spot. Um, so uh, I think it has the tension of a Plague Tale, um, kind of wrapped into this. Those those kind of games because there's these like uh, creepy fucking like creatures in the background. They kind of remind me of Gollum, where they'll just like <laughs> fucking eat you sometimes, and like they can't like you. You have to hide or wait till they're done doing stuff. Almost like the sligs in Oddworld. Um, and then I also, there's, like, these beetles that will chase you. And there's times where you have to be per, completely precise with your platforming. And if you make a mistake at all, then uh, the beetles will get you. That, that reminded me of A Plague Tale with the rats and also odd world with the uh, Meeches. Um, and then um, sometimes, like, you'll have to do something in the environment to, you know, like, contain or trap them, just, like, with A Plague Tale. Um, the one thing I didn't really like about it was the the, the puzzles, like, the kind of like uh puzzles with like manipulating the environment and stuff. I don't think they, it was those were as good as like inside and limbo. There were pl- there were plenty of times where I had no idea what to do and I that's like my biggest sin a game could commit is there's a certain time frame for where I should be stuck before I have an aha moment. And like yeah, part of that's on me, but like there's always a part of that where if I'm stuck long enough, that's more the game's fault than mine. It's just, you know yeah, it's not weird. good design. I'm with you on that. Yeah, I don't wanna be stuck too long and there's a couple parts where I was, but it's definitely still worth playing. Um, the graphics are minimalistic kind of where like some details are washed out and I, I really like that. Um, and what
0: platform is this on?
2: Um, we reviewed it on Xbox. Um, it was available on Xbox and PC so I just have to give me an Xbox copy. Um, and then, otherwise I would've got a PS4 copy for us. And uh, it's, it's from, um, i trying to remember the name of the developer. They uh, what caught my attention in the email that I got is um oh it's it's Skybox oh it's yeah Sky, yeah Skybox Labs they are one of the co-developers on uh, in Halo Infinite and that's oh. what it said in the email too like hey hey they're you know they're helping with Halo Infinite and so that's what caught my attention not so much that oh this is the developer that made this game but like this developer made this game and they're helping with this completely different game I thought that was a weird <laughs> thing but yeah it's it's neat um. I don't know if it's coming to PS4 or not. I would imagine it's probably a timed exclusive because Xbox likes to do those for some reason. I and I say that as an Xbox preferred person, um, but it's 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 fun. It's worth playing. Uh, I don't know the price. If it's twenty or less, I would recommend it. And how long um, did it take you to finish it? Um, probably like around eight or ten. I don't remember the exact time frame, but you know, it's, ten it's, hours. And that <laughs> but a lot of that was i was i was sick and also like some of the puzzles i would get stuck on so i don't know maybe maybe closer to eight but it, it could take somebody less time i think i third. have
1: more information on the platform platforms by the okay. way oh. uh so it's on xbox one right now um and it's on apple arcade oh nice. uh, but oh, it's, com, yeah, it's come it's coming to pc on, on the in during the first quarter of 2020 so those are the platforms they have right now that
3: have been hmm,
0: cool um all right and then josh why don't you tell us about your experience with your game of the year medieval (laughs) what is it it's just called medieval right it's not medieval remake or is it called? no it's just it's just medieval medieval, okay go ahead um
2: so uh yeah this was uh like a dream come true for me whenever i see anybody on the internet like who asked for this i'm like i did fuck you (laughs) i've been doing that the whole time people be complaining i'm give me goddamn
1: Escape. I don't care. They
2: should, and this is the same kind <laughs> of kidding. game I think in that like it's got a small audience, but it's a you know it's a strong audience you know. So it would make sense to do Ape Escape, you know too. Um, first of all, I want to mention the price. This is a perfect price for a game. Um, that's re- you know a, re- uh, a remake t- uh, to this extent. It's uh, thirty bucks. Um, if I remember correctly, I think Shadow of the Colossus was forty, but I mean like obviously that's more large scale. I just wanted to touch on you know I understand forty too, but yeah, this is perfect for this game. Thirty bucks. Um, it's from the ground up. Um, um, mostly, they use the same audio as the PS One version for the dialogue, but it's uncompressed. You know, it's like the original files before they had to compress them for the PS One, you know, mm-hmm. game. But um, that that's a good thing because the dialogue in the PS One game was fucking great. Like, yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's 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 like the Monty Python kind of like weird British humor kind of like jokes and like like. The, these little goblin guys that are on walls, like little gargoyles. Sorry, I don't know why I said goblin. Gargoyles. They um, they like chide him and make fun of him. Like you know, like they're like talking shit to you, the protagonist, and saying like, ah, yeah, whatever, you'll figure it out. And like, I don't know. It's just it's a funny game. Um, so I, I like that they kept the dialogue. Um, but yeah, the gameplay. It's a like two D. <laughs> well, I mean it's three D, but like it's um, like Spyro. Um, like a mascot. Where, like yeah yeah like it's um it's not um it's not like ocarina of time you know um scope and scale it's like more like spyro where you're in these levels that are you know potentially non-linear like you might have to move around and find keys and puzzles but like it's still like a mario 64 um as far as like length like they're not super huge levels but you know a little little bit of meat to them but, yeah, I mean, it, I would compare it to uh, Zelda, other, not the scope, but, like, in the the kind of, um, you know, go here, get this, now go here. You have to get this key to get in here, and that key's over here, and you have to get this item to open this area. So there's a, there's a lot of a lot of that. Um, but, yeah, you're just walking around, you're fighting bad guys, and you're getting to the other levels, and they're a, a good, you know, length. I think the average level length, if you're just going from start to finish and, you know, getting the... Um, Chalice which I'll mention that in a second If you're just doing that and not like exploring Every detail then it's probably the average Level length is probably like you know 10-12 minutes Maybe 15 yeah. depending on if you get Stuck but you know they're not super Long which I like because You know not every game has to be Huge as we've said many times in the show Has
1: that Collector Farm Gameplay kind of Aged well Like, it, like I've seen other reviews and it doesn't seem like It's been received very well I think so, because, I mean, all you're really collecting in this game is
2: currency, and, um, as you kill enemies, this chalice in the corner of the screen will fill up with, like, you know, they're like, souls or whatever, and then you find the chalice in the level, which you can't, like, take by just touching it until you fill that meter up, which you don't have to kill every enemy in the level, it's just probably, like, 85% of the enemies in the level. Um... And then when you when you get that, at the end of the level, you go to the Hall of Heroes where past heroes will give you, um, like, new weapons and items that will um, help you. Um, and the weapons are, like, exclusive to, you know, that. That's the only way to get it. So, um, other than that, you're not really collecting anything. Like, you're just collecting currency, which you can use to, like, buy consumables from, like, a little gargoyle in, the, in some of the levels. you like, throwing daggers or something like that. That kind of thing. Um, so, I mean, I don't... I, I understand that kind of complaint with these games, like uh, Banjo Kazooie and like Donkey Kong 64. I think is one of the most egregious examples I hear. But I mean, you're not really you're not really collecting too much. It's it's just it's currency. And then if you want to get that chalice, you you can. But I mean, that's that's optional. Um, it's kind of like um, I don't know. The best example I could think of is like the the Big Daddy fights in Bioshock. You know, you don't have to do them, but like you should. But um, yeah, there's not a lot of collecting. It's mostly. Um, finding the exit, fighting the enemies in the way there, okay. and then optional goodies if you want, but yeah, there's not really, not really too much collecting going on, I don't think. I think the biggest complaint people may have is the camera. This was, a uh, Yeah, that's not what An I've early heard. 3D game. Yeah. It was an early 3D game. It was one of those games where, when this was being made, the games like Super Mario 64 and Crash Bandicoot that got, like, you know, more credit for doing 3D w- well, as far as, like, early on, um... We're still being made too. So they didn't really have a basis point. You know, this and everybody's still kind of figuring it out. And this is also the original developer's first 3D game as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was kind of touch and go and seeing what worked. So some areas the camera is cramped. You can manipulate it with the right stick, which helps. But, I mean, it's still kind of not a perfect camera. And then here's the other big thing worth mentioning no matter how well they try to make the camera work better in the ps4 remake if they're sticking to the original level design without just changing stuff completely the levels are going to have cramped spots because of how it was designed originally so it's kind of that's the only complaint i have is sometimes platforming can be tough with the camera but Mm. this game handles that um, as well as it could while sticking to the original source material with the level design
0: sweet um Cool, so...
2: Oh, and digital deluxe version is 40 bucks. Oh, okay. It's, that's what I got. It comes with a digital soundtrack. Um, it comes with a digital art book, and also comes with a digital comic book that I haven't read yet. I'm going to wait until I finish the game, but it kind of touches on stuff before slash during the game, I think. And I just want to say that one of the loading screens in the game and a, and, and the comic book, um, but again, one of the loading screens in the game, too, in the game, um, both reference the second game so i'm hoping they remake that oh man that'd um, be but yeah I would, I would recommend getting the digital deluxe version i mean you get you get a dynamic theme you get the soundtrack you get an art book and you get a comic book and it's just 10 bucks more um i do want to say though fuck you whoever made it so i can no longer listen to medieval on spotify that happened right when the game wow came rude out. so
0: it's like, yeah it's like come on guys at you <laughs> yeah um, interesting. So, uh, I guess it's safe to say you're not playing this on Game Pass, though, right? Since it's a PS4 exclusive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sad PS4 face. exclusive. Cry. What Cry- if I could play it in Game Cry- Pass? Cries in Xbox. Would. <laughs> 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 okay. All right. Let me touch on a couple games I've been playing here. Um, I've been thoroughly enjoying Witcher Three again. I I finished it back when it came out a few years ago, 2015 or something. Still yep. awesome. Um, it looks noticeably worse on switch but that's to be expected uh it's just so cool man and that's a game where sometimes you're in the mood for just like a deep ass rpg where you just want to explore and just you know be sucked into this world and that's exactly what the witcher offers but portably right so it's really really cool um the other game i've been playing is luigi's mansion 3 which like i said before i can't even believe that it exists it's so cool um in this game It it should be called Luigi's Hotel because you're in this like multi-storied hotel uh, building and you have to go, you know, it's the Luigi Mansion loop, which in my opinion actually plays a lot like Resident Evil.
3: Yeah. Just in, nice. Yeah, just that's in the, a big selling ex- point. I like that. Yeah, the
0: exploration, and obviously you're not killing zombies, but you know you need the key to enter this place, and you need this thing to do this. It's like it's very Resident Evil, so that's kind of interesting. But
2: you are killing spooky scaries, though. But
0: well, you're not killing though. You're sucking them up. You're sucking them. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. You're, so you're of, sucking them off to death. Yeah, okay. Sucking them off to death. Okay. Um, wow. Jesus. Just so.
3: <laughs> so what, I wonder
0: what Ghost Come is like. Anyway. Oh, God. oh my okay. God. Okay. All right. How, how, um, how, how good is it? so far?
2: I'm buying it when we're done recording. I'm, I'm looking forward to playing it. <laughs> so, Jeez, yeah. She's so
0: uncomfortable. Oh, Chris. Um, it's, it, dude, it's one of the most <laughs> beautiful-looking games I've seen on the Switch. Like, I know we always talk about how the Switch, you know, can't handle uh, too graphically intensive games, but i mean first party nintendo game makes it work man i mean this and yeah they and always this do and zelda man are just so freaking beautiful looking and um it's just amazing to me that they can get something that's this beautiful running on such an underpowered machine which you know mm. not to mm-hmm. shit talk the switch but obvious it's like not
2: no it's impressive though yeah. or other companies are lazy or a mixture of both right
0: um so yeah i mean and the writing is really good i love egad the like old professor guy, or maybe he's like a. Scientist. Professor
2: Egad is he back in yeah, it? Yeah,
0: man, dude. And oh, I
2: love him so much. He
0: does the zuka zuka. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like he's like zuka zuka. <laughs> oh <laughs> man, it's so good, dude. I, I was yeah, laughing goes, zuka, so zuka. hard listening to the the writing and like listening to him deliver those lines it was so awesome. And then Luigi is the Game Boy horror back too. The little no, no. Thing, I think that, it's, a, it's a it's a virtual boy now. Yes. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. that was Reggie's
2: last good deed at Nintendo. Oh my god.
0: So yeah, really cool game. Uh, I'm Probably. only a few hours in, so I don't really have a whole lot to report on. But it's gorgeous. It's funny. The music's awesome. It's fantastic. Must buy. Does it have
2: the same ringtone when his virtual boy rings? Does it do the little doot-doot-doot-doot-doot? Yeah 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 yeah. Does it do yep, that? Yep yep. Yes, yep. that was my ringtone for like a year after Dark Moon came uh. out.
0: <laughs> so yeah okay. It's so good. But the main thing I wanted to talk about is uh, Call of Duty. So I have a lot of thoughts on this. Um, there are three pillars in this game. There's the Spec Ops section. There's you know multiplayer, regular multiplayer, and then the campaign. So. All right, let me touch on Spec Ops first. So Spec Ops are a series of missions that you play with up to three other players, so they're all four-player mode. Um, and you have various objectives, and you have to you know make your way through the level. The problem with these levels is that they're incredibly imbalanced and, in my opinion, broken. So the enemies will infinitely respawn no matter yep. what you're doing, and that's really annoying, and there are no checkpoints. So... Like, you could get to the very last objective, and if your whole team wipes, you fail. So in that regard, it's kind of annoying. But one thing that's interesting is that there are some story bits like sprinkled throughout, so if you're wanting to get more of the story, you almost like have to play this shitty mode. So I'm hoping they'll patch mm. it. And I actually had to write the guide for this for IGN, and it was so bad because, it, yeah. like like I said, it's like broken, so I have to find randoms to play with, I guess, right? I, I, I
1: have a question for you yeah do you think being a wiki writer or sorry um a guides writer uh really affects how you play the game
0: not really not that mode at least because in that mode i was literally just trying to get through it right
2: also chris uh wiki writers are actually called warlocks yes
0: okay didn't you know that jesus Hey,
2: can I ask you something too about the Spec Ops mode? No. Um, a lot of people are like, <laughs> a lot of people are like super fucking angry about like Xbox isn't getting oh, Spec yeah. Ops mode or it's not getting it for the first year. I don't remember. <laughs> I guess can you answer that question for me and then tell me if so, like if you think this is integral? No, no, no.
0: It's not Spec Ops. It's the survival mode. Oh, okay. Yeah, that I, that I think that's what's exclusive. Um, I haven't played that actually, so I don't have a whole lot to comment on it. But yeah. Uh, if, if you're worried about you know should i play spec ops that kind of thing i highly recommend you skip it um because you what you want to be playing is the multiplayer mode it is so fun um like the the, the levels themselves i think are pretty interesting like a lot of them are uh they're not just like you know symmetrical sort of you know uh, they they mirror each other on each side. Like they have really interesting structures and really cool. I, I like the maps. Um, the customization is awesome. I love that they are doing away with the season pass, all that stuff. Um, Sweet, sweet. Really cool, man. Like, lots of different weapons, lots of attachments, lots of options. It's just, it's like the culmination of, you know, a decade plus of Call of Duty games. And I feel like they really, really have nailed the customization and everything. So that's awesome. Um, The gunplay obviously feels great. It's, you know, it's Call of Duty. You know what to expect with that. But, yeah, I'm really having a blast with the multiplayer. And it's so great to just pick up and play and just eh, I'm going to do a few rounds. And, you know, you just... We
2: should try to... Play too we've got a re- we got a review copy from activision we did. um chris and i are going to put some time into yeah. it we just you know haven't been able to yet yeah. but yeah we should try to play it with yeah, you Yeah,
0: absolutely i think it'd be really fun i'm not great at it yet but if i put maybe a hundred hours into it maybe i can be oh fraction... i'll ask <laughs> yeah go ahead
1: oh, sorry a fraction of... <laughs> of,
0: of of how good i was at call of duty 4
1: okay cool yeah but sorry i'm sure kind of having enough week this week sorry either. guys <laughs>
0: Um, so, what was your question, Chris?
1: But, yeah, my question for you is, like, is there enough variety in the maps? Because I've heard it's, that there's not a lot of maps in this game
0: so far. Um, I think so. Um, e- like, okay, so there are different maps depending on which modes you play. So, if you ever get bored with the maps, go play a different mode. Because, I mean, there are the gunfight maps, which are very small. You know, you can, like, see where the Mm. other people spawn Mm -hmm. pretty much right that's how small they are and then there's the ground war maps which are like battlefield maps they're like huge freak crazy and like there's vehicles and stuff it's like really awesome so plus like the regular like normal size maps I, i i think yeah i think you're fine with that um, also, I know they're going to be supporting it with more maps And there's going to be like night versions of maps as well So not good, not yeah. worried about that at all The game just came out So I think it's a great opportunity to learn the vanilla maps And then you can, you know, get more later
2: Have you played Campaign yet? Yeah Because I've heard the campaign. So good. that's
0: what I wanted to touch on um, last So the Campaign is interesting I did the walkthrough for it And I did the, well there are no collectibles But I did the trophy guide for it as well um okay so the campaign very linear very um like cinematic and story focused which you yes know, the other games the other games have been as well but this is like there's no collectibles there, it's like there's no bullshit you know there's no like optional things it's just this is the story play through it which a lot of people really like um for me personally, I do kind of miss a lot of that, like a little bit more open-endedness, but yeah, I mean, if you're somebody who just wants like, you know, narrative and story, definitely this is for you. Um,
2: do you mean like more res- like more uh, reserved than like Wolfenstein even?
0: Mm, it's so weird comparing.
2: Like you mean like there's no, there's no like paths at all? It's yeah, just like A to B? Yeah,
0: it's very A to B. There's no re- really okay. room for anything hmm. else. So like in that regard, it's you could kind of see that as a downside but depending on what kind of gamer you are maybe that's a positive thing right so it just depends for me i like a little bit more open open open-endedness and i like you know having options and stuff but what so but it's another thing too is you can beat it in probably like four hours five hours maybe oh wow really short too so yes i like that yeah and so there are lots of different mission variety like there's you know a mission where you're supposed to be stealthy another one where you're uh you know in a vehicle another one where you're you know ramboing everybody like it's like loud you know uh another one where it's like completely pitch dark and you have to use night vision and you're like taking enemies out it's like really really like there's a lot of variety um but i guess my complaint with it is that i just don't feel like any of it is very memorable is the problem like mm. okay when you think back to call of duty 4 there are so many memorable moments there's like the the uh, like mission where you're uh, what's it called uh, all ghillied up you know where you're with the uh, mcmillan mm-hmm. M- and you guys have to like wear the ghillie suits and sneak through the grass and everything and like you know can't be spotted I hear people talk about that all the yeah time. like so that mission's really awesome um obviously like the no the no russian mission from call of duty modern warfare 2 is really uh stands out for obvious reasons but like in this game i just it's all good like that's basically it so i don't know uh it's also very violent and at times it feels like it's like just just violent for the sake of it and i know we 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 discussed this before of like are they just being violent just to you know be controversial so people will talk about it you know so Mm -hmm. so like it's one of those things, and, and there were a lot of headlines as well. This was an interesting story. There's this mission called Highway of Death. And in the mission, you play as a sniper, and you have to... You're, like, overlooking this valley, and there are all these, like, dilapid, uh, like broken-down vehicles and um, shacks and everything. And you have to, like, snipe all these enemies and stuff. And at the end of it, this, uh, like, uh, series of Russian bombers comes by and basically kills everybody who's trying Shit. to escape. So...
2: I just... Want to mention it because it's like important and worth mentioning. We don't have to talk about it, but um, uh, one of the controversies with that has been that in the game it's
0: Russia, right? That's what doing I was gonna this. say. But, yeah, that's what I was gonna oh, say. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So, so that actually is a real life event, and the Highway of Death is a real place. And it, it, historically, what ended up happening is the the U.S. forces were the ones who were causing the bomb dropping. And, oh, no. and they killed something like. Like uh, something like 600 people, and only 28 of them were military. So you know, I don't want to get too political here, but the point is that that people were saying that they they were like trying to rewrite history and make you know the Russians seem like the bad guys. So it's very like I don't know, like it, it just being controversial for it's the sake of it. It's weird taking something
2: horrible and making it a run-of-the-mill plot point.
0: Yeah, and just being controversial for the sake of it. So I don't know. Uh, there's a yeah. section, you know, I don't want to spoil anything, but where you play as a child and you have a gun and you shoot people. Oh. So it's like a, some mm. weird stuff going on, you know? But yeah, I think this is... I didn't know you
2: were going to say that either. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, um, yeah. It's at least... Um, I don't know. I guess uh, for better or worse, it's nice and interesting to see um, Activision try to have call of duty grow up more yeah, sure you know even if they're not doing it in the best way uh mm-hmm. agree to disagree i mean either way at least they're uh, making an attempt to to be to, to try to do something different right i guess
0: so i think if nothing else play the multiplayer because it's really fun so that's kind of my okay. closing thoughts with that um and then yeah we we got a code for that so we should definitely play together um okay so that pretty much wraps it up i think we went long on this episode yeah uh but there's a lot to talk about, Um, and yeah, I'm glad we're all back together, Uh, hopefully nobody gets sick, hopefully no (laughs) enormous projects coming, or maybe, yeah, maybe, yes, let's hope for some more enormous projects, because that's always good, right? I mm-hmm. guess I the know. boys are back in the town the boys are back in town okay um, <laughs> alright so before we do our plugging you know you can find our show all over the place you can find it on iTunes Stitcher TuneIn Spotify Google Play uh, you know you can get our shirt which we really appreciate you guys doing that you can find us on Twitter at ActiveQuestShow or contact us via email and I'm gonna get it right Chris mm-hmm. Podcast at gmail.com how was that? you yeah. got it I said the shit out of that yeah. <laughs> um and remember to uh, leave us reviews on iTunes it really helps us out um, assuming E3 doesn't change the way they do things getting enough reviews will get you into E3 so that's kind of cool um, and yeah we just appreciate you guys listening. uh Josh, where can people find you when you're not on ActiveQuest?
2: People can find me on Twitter at Mr. Josh Nichols. I changed my display name temporarily to games pass josh on xbox (laughs) you would um and instead of plugging something i'm working on i'm just going to say everyone should listen to the new podcast office ladies which is jenna fisher and angela kinsley going through the entire show of the office and talking about it
0: jesus christ that sounds awesome um chris where can people find you when you're not on ActiveQuest?
1: Uh, you can find me at Penwell Writes, and uh, that's pretty much it right now. Um, I might be writing a review on the Outer Worlds, or and the Aladdin Dying King collection, but right now I am just still trying to figure out what to do with the time I have. So, yeah, there's that. And uh, sorry for being a little uh, worse than usual uh, this week. Oh um, Chris, I've had a uh, feel a bit frazzled this week. So sorry. About
0: frazzled. That. Well, yeah, it's been—it's a crazy time. Lots of games coming out, lots of stuff going on. Life is wild. Um, and then for me, you can find me on Twitter at Joseph Yaden. Um, you can find me covering news on PlayStation Lifestyle, and if you need help with uh, anything Call of Duty Modern Warfare related, please check out the guide on IGN. Uh, I did the single player portion, and Wesley Leblanc—sorry, uh, Wesley LeBlanc, <laughs> uh, formerly. LeBlanc. Uh, formerly of Twinfinite uh, covered the multiplayer part and he did a oh, really oh, awesome oh, job. fantastic job Wesley LeBlanc he did a fantastic job he knocked his ass off he did he, <laughs> yes. like, he did a really really good job so yeah please check that out um, thank you everybody for listening and we will catch you next week for episode 46 bye
1: au revoir <laughs> <laughs>